So hi, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of The Great People Show. We're calling this The Great People Session. And every once in a while, I'll bring a couple close friends into The Great People Studio. And outside of our normal Great People Show, I'm looking to bring in people from two different worlds, almost like when worlds collide, having a conversation about multiple things. So in the studio today are two close friends, uh, both of which that you've heard me talk about in the past, one of which has actually been a co-host on my show. To my immediate left, if you're watching us on video, is Chris Jones, and to his left is my friend Sam Hayes. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thank Welcome. you. Thank Welcome you. to the Great People Studio. It's exciting to be here. So, Chris, in 30 seconds or less, just tell us your life story. <laughs> my life story. 30 seconds or less, uh, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Thought I'd lived there my entire life. Relocated here about 12 years ago okay. with a Fortune 500 company. Uh, I left Fortune 500 companies uh, about seven or eight years ago. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened then, and I have my own company now. What is it? It's called Authentic Leader, uh, where I coach and advise people to be the kind of leader that people want to follow rather than have to follow them, uh, which I call that being an authentic leader. Well, we can't wait to hear more about that. Hmm. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Sam Hayes. Sam, what is your life story? 30 well, seconds. 30 seconds. So I grew up in Roanoke, um, went to school down in, in the Norfolk area. Um, I'm an engineer by training, so I've got a, a really interesting engineer background. Found myself back here in Richmond after 10 years back at home in Roanoke. Um, yeah, I grew up in a layoff and had to reinvent myself and start my own company called Stratagem, where I help small minority women-owned businesses position themselves to do work in the government and private sector. Awesome. Thank, thanks again for uh, for all you guys for being here in, in the studio this afternoon. So we don't necessarily, uh, like the Great People Show, we don't necessarily follow a very specific topic that we want to talk about. Mm. Uh, there's so many things going on in the world today. We are inundated uh, with, with so much digital distraction, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult for us to understand some days what even we're, we're supposed to be doing. Like, what, what, is, so what is our life all about? And I've gotten this new kick. My new tagline is live different. <laughs> Ooh. Now, why, like do you, why do you ooh? Because uh, when I heard that, that was like a challenge. Uh, I, I love doing new things. Okay. You, you caused my brain, as you just said that. I heard it for the first time right here, to what live different. Is that what you yep. said? Yep. I, I, man, I love that. What is living different to you, Chris? Living different is, uh, well, certainly, I think, getting out of your comfort zone and doing something maybe you would not do otherwise. Uh, okay. Live, uh, make different choices. Uh, you know, how many times is there like a right or wrong decision that you make? Uh, many times there just are multiple decisions. Maybe make just a different decision that maybe you wouldn't make otherwise. But you know, you're going to be fine, uh, and just see what experience you have. So That's for what you, life's all about. So for you, living different is getting out of your comfort zone and making a different decision to maybe yeah. get some different results. Yeah, willingly and purposely, maybe. Okay. Sam, what's living different to you? What does live different mean to you? Um, it's it's kind of like what Chris said. I mean, you you know, life kind of ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you heard the old story of the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different <laughs> results. Yeah. And so to me, it's as I get older, I want to I want maximize my life as much as I can and not mm -hmm. look at things I've done when I was younger mm -hmm. that were not productive. Mm -hmm. What do you think is holding most people back from living different? I'll let you go first this time, Sam. Fear. 
Yeah. Um, not the courage to do something different. I mean, we are creatures of habit. And so when someone says, let's do something different, and I'm not sure how the outcome is going to be, I'm going to be afraid to try it because hmm. I'm afraid to fail. Hmm. Not the fact I can't get back up and do it again. It's just the fact I may fail in the first place. Yeah. And we are so wired to not even take action because as our brain starts to go and start to play chess and gets to step two, step three, step four, and becomes cloudier and cloudier and cloudier, it starts to shut down our abilities mm-hmm. to want to go do that. So we kind of talk ourselves out of it yeah. in many and cases. Unnecessarily, I would say. Uh, we we I, I totally thought of the same thing you did, Sam. It's, it's fear that keeps people from doing things differently. And how often, what's really the real worst thing that can happen? It, it rarely is as bad as what you think. Uh, my wife and I will have this conversation from time to time, uh, especially when it comes to maybe career or whatever. And mm-hmm. like we say, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? And we'll joke with each other and say, well, we could live in a box underneath a, 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 the river, underneath the bridge, right? And some days that looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right. It's simpler. <laughs> Chris, people pay good money to do that on purpose. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> but we also will laugh about that and say, you know, we're not even going to get anywhere close to that. So as long as we are north of that, <laughs> I mean, how bad can it really be? And yeah. honestly, I think most of the time when you take that risk to to do something maybe you wouldn't do otherwise, you end up learning something or experiencing something that you end up being glad about on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you think challenge is the greatest challenge that people face in just moving forward in life? I mean, something I do, um, I do what I call adventure. So if you look at my Facebook page, mm-hmm. you see me doing something, um, even visiting the plantation, I'm visiting something like yesterday I went down to Jamestown. Mm-hmm. And and I think people will tell me stuff like, I wish I could do that. Oh, I should do more of that. I wish. And I'm saying, why aren't you doing more of that? Yeah. And it's just that fear of just doing the different. I don't yep. get it. Of doing the different. I yeah. like that. It's like live different, doing the different. <laughs> doing the different. That's that's Sam's version. Yeah. Doing the different. Doing the different. <laughs> that's gonna be a dance move. <laughs> I've seen a couple it. of those before already. <laughs> so what do you think is one thing that people can actually do different to get out of that cycle and that routine? Well, sometimes it's a simple thing. I mean, for, for people who are going to work every day, it's it may be as simple as taking a little different route, right, to work. Yeah. We've heard this one before, right? Yeah. Uh, or whatever, getting up at a different time in the day or um, just going out, go to Jamestown, you know, decide what, why not? What, what keeps you from doing it? But just making the decision and then following through on that commitment to yourself. That's what I love about your phrase, right? Is what is your the, what which one? The first one you said live was, different. Yeah, live different, right? When you said that's your word your your phrase of the year, it's like you're making a commitment that you are going to do that. So just look for those opportunities if you're going to make that a part of your life and and just simply do that. How much of this is is wrapped up in people fully understanding what needs to change. Because w- when when we're doing this show right now, we just did a, a research question on social media mm-hmm. in preparation for our show this week. And the question was, what needs to change in your life? Mm. How, how, how much introspect do you think people need to go through to really understand that? Or, because some people get locked up, in, and the reason I'm asking is so many people get locked up in thought. Like they yeah. just can't decide, so they do nothing. And how much of it's on the other end of the spectrum where they just need to jump? Well, when you say that, I can't help but think about 
when I was in corporate America. I, I touched on that just a little bit ago. And when I made the commitment that I was going to leave corporate was when I made this decision that I don't want to look back 40 years from now and wish I would have done something 40 years ago. And that was enough to make me ultimately like make that leap. That's a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Sam, what do you think? Is, is, is there enough, is there a lot of introspection that's needed here or do people just need to just do, just move, just jump? I mean, in my case, I think a lot of times it's when circumstances in life happen that you have to do something different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for <laughs> me, losing my job five years ago, it'll be five years ago to the day on Friday. And I'm thinking, oh, I can't do what I used to do. My routine is broken. Hmm. So how do I redefine who I am and still be that same person that's productive, mm-hmm. that's still making challenge, that's still being the decent husband and the father that I always have challenged to be. So a lot of times it seems like it's either something happened so bad that you got to do something different or you get sick and tired of being sick and tired and then you do something different. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good point because so much of the things in life are happening to us. Yes. And I've said this so many times on the show, we accept it as happening to us, but it's really happening for us. Mm. How do we know the difference? Gosh. In the moment. It's e- I think it's easy to know when you look back 10 years or even yes. a, maybe even a month. But how do you know in the, in, the, in the moment that something's happening for you and not to you? You, you said something really powerful there. Uh, that was another part of me deciding to leave corporate America is that I felt like my career was happening to me rather than me happening oh. to my career. Mm-hmm. But And even when I left, uh, there was a period of time where um, I would did a ton of travel. And uh, I remember literally sitting in a hotel room at, at a Holiday Inn Express, <laughs> of all things, uh, in northwest Ohio on a cold, snowy night, wondering, like, what in the heck am I doing how, here? How did you get to that point? That just didn't occur to you. You weren't, like, in a great, fantastic place in your life and then have that thought. Like, what led to you having that introspective? Well... Uh, there's a, a great lesson that was learned at this same time. So I, I was I was sitting there. I was actually uh, running capital campaigns for nonprofits. Okay. Okay. Which I know nothing about. Well, I do know now. But when I started doing that, I knew nothing about it. I learned uh-huh. a lot about that. But as I was sitting there, like wondering what in the heck am I doing here? And it, actually, that campaign was wrapping up, and I knew I was going to come to the end of that. And I'd also decided that I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> and that's when I decided I was going to focus here in Richmond, and that was a little over four years ago okay. when I really started the Authentic Leader thing I'm doing now. But looking back now, everything that I did during that time I was running capital campaigns, I use every bit of that every day in my role now. And that's where, I, looking back in hindsight, you realize, oh, that was happening for me. It, ha- it felt like it was happening you, to me yeah. at the time. So was, was there really something happening. chipping away at you? Like, was it eating you up to get well, to that point? Uh, I don't know. I just knew that it was not what I was born to do. Oh, that's a fascinating. Yeah. When did you When did you figure that out? Uh, in the uh, middle of it. Have you figured it out? <laughs> you know, I have figured that out. Uh, it was something I could do. And, and again, I mean, I learned a lot. For example, I never felt that I was a salesperson. Right? Okay. And my whole career, as a matter of fact, I avoided sales in every part of my career all the way through. Uh, however, when I am talking with people and trying to convince them to invest in a capital campaign fundraising program, that's selling. 
And that's when I realized, actually, I'm pretty good at the selling thing. I don't have to be, and sorry for used car salesmen out there, <laughs> uh -oh. the stereotypical like used car salesman where you're really pushy and you're trying to make things happen. I mean, yeah. all I simply do is present to you, here are some options available to you. Here's why I think it might make sense. I may be right. I may be wrong. If, if, this is, if, if I'm right, mm -hmm. let's talk about how this might fit. And that's kind of how I approach when I sell on my business now. Okay. Is, you know, I don't assume anything. Let's just talk about this and see if it works or not. And if it doesn't, fine. If not, that's fine too. We're still friends. Yeah. Sam, have you figured out what you want to do when you grow up? Do you know, <laughs> do you know why you were what, – what was the thing that you said what you were born to do? Yeah, what you are born to do. Um, you know, I, I, this thing about looking backward is just key. Mm -hmm. because you're looking at your life, it's like, man, in front of me, things aren't going how I want them to go. And then you look backward, and you start seeing all these pieces together and, mm -hmm. and these people that maybe God put in your life, and you're saying, wow, if I hadn't experienced this, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to sales. I'm the same way, too. Yeah, It's like, I don't want to sell anything, <laughs> but now I don't have any qualms about pitching something that I believe in, something yeah. I'm passionate about. And I yeah. think that's what you're alluding to is yeah. that, okay, I'm doing this thing on authentic leadership because I'm passionate about this. Yeah. So it's not more like I'm selling this, more like I'm giving you an opportunity to be better, a better you. Yeah. Just want to help you, right? Yes. That's Fit actually a really in, and, and I'm going to get the answer out of you eventually if you know what you're born to do yet. But <laughs> I want to I want to tailgate on that one thought. Uh, today I spoke for about an hour to a group called Virginia's Finest. It's the part of the Department of Agriculture here in Virginia mm -hmm. where you get a special label to you're producing organic and really niche food products. Mm. And the whole room was full of entrepreneurs. Like everybody in there, mm. most everyone in there had quit their job. I talked to one guy, he just quit his job two weeks ago. Really? Oh, that's because awesome. He is passionate about Bloody Mary mix. Really? He created his own Bloody Mary mix product. Huh. And uh, most of these folks, I don't, maybe some, most, I don't know, that didn't realize what they were getting into to chase their passion, that they had to hustle and get out there and beat on doors and, and call people. Mm -hmm. And we were having this conversation in this, in this session today about sales is a leadership position because you are helping other people make better decisions for their as is oh, and their should be. That's good. And so many people get, I think the reason maybe you felt, I'm just guessing, or either of you have felt like, I don't want to sell it's because it's seen as a selfish activity because yeah. I'm going to try to get somebody to give up their money to, to give to me so I can give them something back. Mm -hmm. That's just the transactional part of it. I mean, you've mm -hmm. both been in, in situations where people probably felt like they should give you more money for the value mm -hmm. they were getting. And sure. we don't think about that going in, but we see it afterwards. And the, and the key is to build on it, right? To realize yeah, what I do is really impacting people mm -hmm. and I get paid to do it. That's mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. That's pretty neat. So Sam, you know what you're born to do? <laughs> yes. I want to hear this too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I alluded to this back when we spoke back in the fall. And that's to make people better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's To me, it's so rewarding when you can look back on someone and say, hey, I had an impact on them living their best life. Mm -hmm. I had, I mean, I look, I mean, I look at my kids and, and, I, and, I, and I marvel. I told my wife this. I'm like, how do these kids turn out the way they did? Because what do we do right? Because they've got cousins that aren't having the same outcomes that they yeah. are. It's that rewarding thing. Mm -hmm. I'm me. so glad that you said that. Uh, we had a conversation before this one 
where the whole conversation it was sprinkled through all what you just said. It's all about for you helping people to be better. You have examples throughout your whole career where you did that. So you're abs- you're spot on. You know that. Well, I want to and I want to throw a uh, maybe a challenge or a discussion point out here. So this TV show or not TV? Well, I guess it is TV. Yeah, but that's the TV. radio show that we do was based on how do you how do you become great in order to uh, be great for other people. And you talk to anybody, what do you want to do? I just want to help people. I just want to help people. So I, I noticed as we were growing the show, it had to be more than helping people. Like you could go and give your time and help a lot of people. Anybody right now can help mm-hmm. anybody else. You, you could literally True. walk out your door, go to your neighbor's house and say, is there anything I can do for you right now? Somebody's got something that you can help them with. But yeah. where it becomes really difficult for us, and I think where a lot of us are called to is, how do, you, how do you become so powerful in relationship that you can actually become a part of someone's transformation? Because hmm. this is where it starts to get a little ugly, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Part of that transformation is you have, to, you have to be truthful. You have to be honest with them. Sometimes you have to say things to people they don't want to hear hmm. because helping is just kind of solving the problem right now, right? It's just kind of curing something. Yeah. Transforming is getting someone to go someplace they can't go on their own. Mm-hmm. And how most of us just don't feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. We, we just kind of stop at the, at the comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. So how, how, do we, how do we become more transformational with people? Well, I think a major step there is recognizing you have to earn the trust mm. to be able to share that. Um, I often will share a story. Like if I, if I go to an event where there's a speaker or a presenter, um, I'm almost always taking notes during it with opportunities where they could, you know, if you would do this a little differently or say this differently or your slide did this differently, some feedback for them, right? Yeah. And then additionally, here are some things I thought went really well. Make sure you always do this. So I'm always making notes about this. But at the end, I've got to measure, have I earned enough trust with that person to be able to share that with them so that they can receive it? And many times they're not, right? I will always go up and talk with them afterwards to try to gauge mm-hmm. that uh, but maybe it's something that will be later down the road. Does that well, answer your question? Yeah, and one of the things that it's funny, you either need to have complete and utter trust with someone or you need to be such an absolute stranger. They like see you as an angel that's to deliver something in their life because yeah. you just randomly showed them something and you left because those are the folks yeah. I don't feel like I need to trust because they don't know me from Adam. Yeah, For them to speak some truth into my life, yeah. um, that can always go astray. Sure. But sometimes you just get someone at the right point, you just point something out to them, and you just move on. And well, you know, I did just that. Just recently, there was a woman who was presenting, and uh, she, uh, we did, she did not have a clicker at all. And she was going up and looking for the arrow key to advance. Okay. And afterwards, of course, I couldn't do it during her presentation, but I went to her. I, I could not give – she was not – I did not know her hardly at all. Right. Uh, so I couldn't give her all of my feedback. But I did give her the small little tidbit that, that – Hey, the space bar is easier to find, and it does the same thing if you ever you're without a clicker. And she's like, oh, thank you. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that, right? Now, so do, you think, do you think that was transformational for her? Um, I don't know. My hope is that she recognizes that she should never go anywhere without a clicker. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of joke about that, but if you've ever given presentations and you didn't know that, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, that's a game changer for me. Oh, yeah, sure. Because think, think about the imagery she was giving in front of her audience that mm-hmm. you – she may not see it as something that's transformational, but these little things that mean huge yeah. things in this in the in 
Maybe she wants to become a professional speaker. Yeah. Maybe she already is, but she's not getting anywhere, mm-hmm. right? These are the little things that add up. Mm-hmm. Sam, what do you think about this whole, how do you be more transformational with people that don't necessarily want that much change in their life? I guess it has to come from a place of motivation and what is your motive to try to help them to be so true. To transform. Because if I come across as someone that's trying to tell you to be something you don't want to be, you're not going to receive it. You're not going to change. And I remember um, it was 30 years ago. I remember I was in a church and this this guy, I was doing something and this pastor guy walked up to me and he says, you know, you want to do more than what you're doing, but if you don't remain teachable and learnable, you can't be used. Ooh. Oh, that's really good. And, and so I've always kept that in my head, even mm-hmm. when I'm trying to share with people to re- try to make them be the best they can be, is that that I myself remain that teachable, learnable person so I can share something with them, mm-hmm. with my heart being in the right place while I'm trying to share. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. If that's, people are taking notes, that's one to take a note on right that's, there. That's, that's right. Yeah. So our, our last question today, how does someone live different? What's the first thing that pops into your mind? For me, it's intentional. So be intentional. You, 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 if you, you have to make up in your mind and have the courage to be different and to live mm-hmm. intentional. Because a lot of us, we're so afraid of failing, we do nothing. Mm-hmm. Or we're so afraid, and JJ and I have had this conversation before, of you know, our, my childhood was difficult coming up. And it's like, I don't want to be like that guy. Mm-hmm. And you can try so hard not to be like that person mm-hmm. that you miss out on being who you truly are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first per- word I thought of when you asked that, JJ, was commit. Okay, why? Just, well, you you have to commit, and well, I guess it's not enough just to commit. It's another one to follow through on that commitment you make to yourself. Uh, I often will describe to people that uh, effective leaders are those people, those leaders who do make a commitment to themselves and follow through on it, especially when it's likely no one will know if they actually do it or not, mm-hmm. because you can feel that in a person if they follow through on commitments that they make to themselves. And I like what you said, that you have to commit to yourself. Yes. Because it's very difficult for you to commit to other people and live up to those commitments if you're not even committing to yourself or living up to those self-commitments Right. to be the model. You can't lead other people well unless you lead yourself well first. And if you can't lead yourself, you might want to back off trying to lead other people for right now. <laughs> yeah. Just give yourself, do, a, actually. give yourself a little break on that. You know, don't, you know, not so, so much... Not so much pressure. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for coming into the Great People Studio and uh, for for shedding so much intellect and wisdom with our audience. We want to thank our podcast listeners for Mm -hmm. tuning in to us and to allow us to be a part of your journey. Thanks for having us, JJ. Thank you, JJ.